Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 114 of the Love Life Connection podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode and The topic today is, it might seem a little off or a little strange to you, and honestly, this is a way that I've been living for quite some time, and I've kind of kept it in the closet thinking, oh, people might think I'm like super weird or like way too woo or spiritual out there for them, and then they may not like me or want to work with me, but I've been quietly running this membership Uh, community, which I'll talk to you a little bit more about towards the end of the episode. And I've been running full and new moon circles there in the group and the women have loved it. And so I was thinking, okay, I must be on to something. So I want to give you a little bit of a taste of how living and also dating by the moon can dramatically shift the way you show up and really how you feel and your ability to feel more grounded and more in tune and more aligned with yourself and the earth and nature and seasons and all of that kind of good stuff. So we're going to get to that in just one moment. But before that, I just want to welcome all of the new listeners to this podcast. I get a lot of questions about how to listen to old episodes. So what you can do is you can scroll down on your podcast player, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher, just scroll down and you can see all the old episodes and all of the All of the oldest, oldest episodes may not be there, but if you want to browse my site, then you can go to like veronicagrant.com forward slash episode two or veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 23. So the pattern is veronicagrant.com forward slash episode and then enter in the number. 
any number and then you can just see what you get and if it resonates listen and if not then pick another number and it can be something that's a little um a little fun for you to do it's kind of like a little bit of a podcast a grab bag and see what speaks to you so if you've been listening to this show for a while or maybe you're a new listener i'm so so grateful that you're here i truly truly adore all of my podcast listeners so please come say hello to me either in the show notes there is a comment section at the bottom of the page. And I'm super active on Instagram. So you can always come say hello to me there and comment on one of my photos or send me a direct message. I'm Veronica E. Grant, and I would love to meet you. All right, so let's get to today's podcast. So it's often said that the only constant is change, which can feel really scary to some people. For some people, that sounds so exciting and nothing is more scary than routine or getting, you know, having your days and your weeks and your months all look the same. For some people, that feels really, really grounding and really assuring. Um, But no matter what, there really is always change and people will always say the only constant is change. And I think this is generally true. I do think that we do always want to be growing and moving forward, staying in the same place or living in that nostalgic place where we try to get back to how things quote unquote used to be. I think that can be a really dangerous way to live. However, I want to question if the only constant really is change because I think there's another constant in our life that can really help to provide some stability and groundedness in our lives for ourselves. And I think that that is nature. So the seasons and the cycles of the seasons, the cycle of life, and specifically the cycle of the moon, which is what we're going to talk about a little bit later on in today's episode. And I think a big reason why we look for relationships um, is really because it does feel like everything's always changing. There's no stability. There's no groundedness. And so we tend to look for that in relationships and in men because... The world can seem really scary and crazy and maybe even a little bit lonely. And here's the thing. A healthy, stable, and loving relationship should feel like a rock. It shouldn't feel like you go home and you're not sure what it's going to be like, or you don't want to be in a relationship where you feel like you have to walk on eggshells all all the time, because that's not really the point of a relationship. But the problem is, and this probably won't be surprising to you if you've listened to, to a lot of my episodes, is that if you're putting your sole source of stability and groundedness into a relationship or to another person, it can quickly begin to feel like a codependent relationship or even a toxic relationship. And the ironic part is that the less the relationship feels stable, the tighter you hold, the harder you want to grasp and you go after it more and more. But ultimately, that relationship begins to feel less stable because the other person's like, whoa, this is a lot and might be distancing themselves from you or from the relationship. So when it comes down to it, just like how we have to find our confidence and our love from within, we really have to be able to turn to ourselves to find that stability and that groundedness that we're looking for so that, yes, we can have a relationship. And yes, that relationship can be your rock and your source of stability or a source of stability, I should say. But also you can be a rock for someone else. And it's not like you need that person in order to feel 
stable. You know, for a really long time, especially in my 20s, I thought that a man was my plan. And that was how I was going to feel stable. Because after I graduated grad school, there was no next step. And so for the first 20 something years of my life, you know, you have like a plan, you go to elementary school, then you go to middle school, then high school, then college, then grad school. And then all of a sudden, I'm 24, 25, I finished grad school. And I'm like, Oh, crap, what do I do with the rest of my life? And I thought, Oh, well, I guess I just need to get married to feel that stability that I felt when I had like all of these steps to go through. And it can just create some not so fun situationships, so to speak. So about five years ago, I began studying Ayurveda. And I'm not going to get super into Ayurveda. If you work with me, um, either in the Love Incubator as or as a one-on-one client, we definitely have talked about Ayurveda before. Um, but basically, it's the sister science of yoga. And it's really a way of living that seeks balance with nature. So yourself with nature and the world around you. That's a super, super basic way to explain it. Highly recommend looking it up more if you're interested. I love it. I found have found a lot of groundedness. Maybe I actually will do an episode just on Ayurveda. Hmm. Write that in the in the put that in the idea parking lot. Um, a little bit down the road, I will do an episode on that. But essentially, it's living with the seasons and living in sync with nature. Because here's the thing: like we just said, everything might be changing, but nature is here. And I really believe that you can use it as a source of consistency. Now, yes, I know some of you might be thinking, well, global warming is really changing that. And yes, that is true. And it's a huge problem. This is not going to be an episode about global warming and climate change or what we're going to do about that. Um, and And it definitely is shifting the seasons, but there's still the same cycle, still more or less exists. But what really hasn't changed despite global warming is the cycle of the moon. So far, it does not appear that climate change has been changing the moon, which is amazing, and we'll get to that in a moment. But generally, the seasons that we go through each year, and I'm talking about the four seasons. So I know some people don't live in a place where there's four seasons, or there might just be kind of like the wet and dry season. So I'll talk all about that in a second, how you can use this if you don't have four seasons. Um, But basically, the four seasons that we go through each year, so winter, spring, summer, fall, are replicated all over the place in nature, including in the moon, and our bodies as women, and even the arc of life that we go through. And there's and there's more than that. But those are really big ways that the four seasons are replicated throughout our life. So let's talk about the four seasons just for a second. So we begin with winter. And in winter, everything is cold. And it's the darkest time of the year. Now you might have snow where you are. So it might feel also really damp, or it could also be really dry. It could be your rainy season. There's all sorts of things. But essentially, the weather is going to be cooler. And it's also going to be the darkest time of the year, so the least amount of sunlight. During this time, it's natural to want to stay indoors more, to get warm and cozy on the couch. And it really is a great time to start to turn inward because everything's just more quiet. The animals are hibernating. The trees are hibernating. There's no leaves on the trees. The grass is brown. There's no flowers outside. And it's just a beautiful time to just then turn inward because there's not much going on outside and really get in tune with who you are and ultimately your intuition 
so that you can set really powerful intentions in your life. Okay, so this is the winter season. And then after winter, what happens? Things start coming back to light or to life. There's more light. Trees are regrowing their leaves. Everything that was dormant is coming back to life. So animals are waking up. The flowers are blooming. And this is a time when it's amazing to start to plant the seeds of your intention. So in other words, doing the real world work to see it through. So I talk a lot about how you have to do the inner work and the outer work. You can't just sit there and meditate and hope that your perfect man will drop from the sky. And you also can't just always be do, 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 doing without taking some time to really do that internal work because ultimately you'll burn out because you'll be in spring slash summer mode the whole time without any of that time to rest. And you're and, and in that case, you'll be on the fast track to burnout and feeling bitter and jaded and all that kind of stuff that's not going to lead you to where you ultimately want to go. And then the summer comes after the spring, and this is where the energy is at its peak. There's the most amount of sunlight we get all year, and just think of summer. It's parties and fun and happiness, and this is a lot of times where we get to enjoy the fruits of our labor or course correct, and we'll talk about that when we get to how this relates to the cycles of the moon. But then after summer, the leaves begin to shed The days get shorter and shorter and also probably cooler and cooler and slowly we retreat back to winter. So the leaves are shedding or the leaves are falling. The flowers are going dormant. The animals are gathering their food and going back to hibernation. And we're returning to that quiet, that stillness and that darkness. So you can also see this cycle in your body if you are a female. Um, If you aren't on birth control or you aren't menopausal, this is ultimately the cycle that your period follows too. So the bleeding is akin to winter. It's a time where you just don't really want to go anywhere, a time you just kind of want to sit on the couch and just be with yourself. And then you go in through the follicular phase, the spring, where your body is preparing for another egg. Then it's ovulation where you're most fertile and it's party time, right? Time to get pregnant if that's what you're trying to do. Um, So I guess there's summer parties for a reason, right? And then you go through the luteal phase if you didn't get pregnant where you begin to shed the egg and preparing to go back to that place where you're bleeding the, the new moon. And you can even see this cycle across a lifetime. So before conception, winter, There's stillness, there's darkness, not a lot of life there. And then there's conception. And this is where you grow and you're really growing all the way through puberty and into your teen years. And and this is spring. And then you move into adulthood, the summer where you're really at the peak of your energy and creating things and doing things in the world and like at the peak of your career or relationship or whatever it is. And then old age begins to set set in. You just shed some of the activities that you're doing and just shed things from your body, um, things like fertility. And then eventually you go back to the earth and move back into winter. So this cycle happens all over the place. It even happens in astrology, which I'm not super familiar with, so I won't get into right now. It happens in Ayurveda with the doshas, which again, I'll do another episode on Ayurveda because it's really fascinating, a really beautiful way to live your life as well. And not surprisingly, I already alluded to this, that this cycle also lines up with the moon as well. So you have the new moon, you have the waxing phase, the waxing moon, the full moon, and then the waning phase of the moon. 
Now, if you're not on birth control, I highly recommend, and, and you're still menstruating and still able to have a baby, I highly recommend living energetically by your cycle. Now, I'm on birth control, so my period is not really on that same hormonal cycle. Like, yes, I still have a period and I go through that phase where I'm about to bleed and then the phase right after the bleeding. But hormonally, I don't have the same cycle that I just described. It's more mimicked through the hormones. So if you um, aren't on birth control, again, I think living by your period can really change your life in terms of the energy that you have. Um, And if you are, again, on birth control or you're in menopause or irregular or whatever else is going on, um, then I think you can use the moon and get a lot of this same. And really, I I can't even compare because I've been on birth control most of my adult life. But um, using the moon for me can really still help with the energy and just a reminder of where I am in um, the month energetically and all those things. So again, we're going to talk about what to do during each phase of the moon, especially as it relates to to dating. Um, But also, if you're not on if you're not on birth control, and you're still menstruating, I actually see would recommend to see if you could get in sync with the moon. Now, I'm not an expert in this. So you can probably I'll try to find some resources and put in the show notes if possible. Um, But one way that I know some people have gotten in sync with the moon is by going outside every night for 10 minutes, and then shutting down all electronics after the sun goes down. So obviously, that's really hard to do. And some people are just like, yeah, screw that. Um, But if you really want to, then I know that you can get in sync with the moon there. But I also recommend working with someone who specializes in this, um, some sort of naturopath or energy worker or something like that. Um, But I think also just working with the moon itself Um, can be really powerful. And you might see that your body just from that begins to somewhat sync up with the moon. And if not, that's totally, totally fine too. Um, But anyway, so why live with the moon or with the seasons? And I want to go back to this idea that, um, you know, it, it can be really scary living in a world where there's everything's always changing. But I think by having the moon there every night, and the seasons there every year, And just these constant things that are going on in your life can really create that groundedness that I think so many of us are are looking for. And I think it can also help to to really increase your spirituality because it's really amazing. And it reminds you that there's something so much bigger than each, each one of us. And I think that living with the seasons and the moon, and I just think it's like so miraculous that I'm um, just so amazing that our bodies are, you know, working the same cycle as the moon and the seasons. And for me as a woman, that's one of my favorite things about being a woman. So we live in a world that's based on a 24 hour cycle. So 24 hours basically look the same in our Western society as every single day, Saturday and Sundays are a little bit different. But for the most part, you know, a nine to five job has is part of this 24 hour cycle. And guess whose hormonal cycle that is, that's mostly the male hormonal cycle. So that's why it's a lot easier for men to be consistent every day and show up with about the same amount of energy and, um, 
and, and, and be able to just to deal with that day to day a little bit better. Whereas women, we are on a 28 day or ish, depending on your period, hormonal cycle. And that can make it really hard sometimes to live by the 24 day cycle um, that, that our society is based off of. So for me, I find living with the moon and with the seasons allow me to, yes, I still live in a 24 hour day cycle. So I have to be, you know, I can't just totally hibernate during my period or during the new moon. But on some energetic level, I do, it does help me to rest a little bit, restore, let go, do the things that I need to do during those different phases so that I'm able to show up for the more yang parts of my life. And I shouldn't say conform, but almost kind of conform to the 24 hour cycle so I can actually survive it, so to speak. So, all right. So let's talk about the moon cycle. So the new moon is the beginning of the moon cycle. And it's the perfect time to turn inward. So again, the moon cycle, the new moon cycle, excuse me, the new moon phase aligns with winter, the season of winter or with menstruating if you want to line it with your with your period. And this is a time to turn inward and to really get in touch with you and to get clear on your intentions. I love leading new moon circles either for my clients or just with myself and getting really clear on what do I want to intend? What do I want to set as an intention over the next 28 days? Now, one thing about intentions is that they're not goals. Now, I'm a life coach and I'm all about goals and making them measurable and countable and like, how do you know you'll achieve it and all those types of things. And I love that. And I think that's great. But intentions, I like to keep a little bit more intangible. And you can certainly attach goals to an intention, but an intention would be more of like, for example, let's say you want a goal to go on five dates and that's your goal. Well, the intention could be um, being more open or being open to receive love. Or my intention is to um, really own my presence and my own confidence or something like that. And that's a really strong foundation for going on five dates because you might need to cultivate that in order to make the five dates happen. So new moons are a great time to set that intentions. It's like you're planning the seeds. You're not doing anything yet with it. You're just setting the seed or setting the intention. The new moon phase only lasts. I mean, technically, there's only one day of the new moon. I kind of think of like the new moon phase for me lasting anywhere from one to three days, just depending on when I can actually sit down and set my intentions. So it's not really a lot of time, but it's just setting the intention. And then boom, we're off to the waxing phase of the moon. And the waxing phase of the moon lasts about 14 days or so. And in this phase, there's more energy. So the the light of the moon is getting brighter. You see more and more of the moon every single night. Remember, this phase is akin to spring, to the follicular stage of your menstrual cycle. So there's more energy. And this is the time where you're actually doing the work, the real world work, in order to... Um, Bring your into bring your intention and maybe any goals attached to your intention into life. So this lasts about fourteen days, and then finally we get up to the full moon phase, which is where 
one of two things happen. Either this is a time where you get to celebrate the work that you've been doing during the waxing phase of the moon, and you get to celebrate and see your intentions coming into fruition, or it's a time to see what wasn't really working because the moon, the full moon is bright, so it can shed light or shine light, I should say, on the shadow side of you or something that's not working or whatever it is. So it's a time then to let go and course correct kind of and give you information and feedback for setting the next intention at the new moon. Um, So again, the new moon, or excuse me, the full moon can be either the time to celebrate and yay, this intention is coming to fruition. This is so awesome. Or it's like, whoa, something didn't go right. Let's see what I need to let go of. And then as the moon wanes, this is a time where you let go. So it's not just like you're going to take a nap for the next two weeks until after the next new moon. But it can be work that you're actually doing in the world. But it's work that's more aligned with letting go and creating space. So it can be things like cleaning out your closet. It can be things like cleaning out your inbox, cleaning out old boyfriends and their stuff from your apartment, or maybe letting go of certain relationships. So it's just cleaning out more and more, clearing more and more physically and energetically, so that then by the time the new moon comes around again, you're even more clear and and an even better place to set a new intention or to reset an intention with maybe some more clear action steps based on what you were letting go during the waning phase of the moon. So if I were dating by the moon, now remember I'm married, so I'm not dating by the moon, but I'm certainly running my business by the moon. Um, But if I were dating by the moon, I would do something around At the new moon, I would set an intention for the kind of person or the kind of relationship that I want to call in or how I want to feel in the relationship or how I want to call in like my confidence or my queendom or um, whatever it is that I think is going to allow me to have the relationship that I ultimately want. Now, again, I'm not going to necessarily set an intention to find my soulmate or whatever during a new moon cycle because that's very tangible. But who do I need to be or what do I need to believe or cultivate within myself in order to have that person into my life? That answer would be more of my intention. So I would set my intention. And then as the moon waxes to full, I would focus on meeting people, I would go to meetups, I would send new messages and reach out to new people on Tinder, or OkCupid or whatever site I was on. I would ask friends to set me up, I would not just stare at my phone every time I was in line at Starbucks or whatever it is, I'd really try to put myself out there in order to meet people. And then once I'm meeting people during that time, I would try to set up those dates towards the end of the waxing moon and during the full moon period. So that's going to be about a period of three or four days. I mean, again, the full moon is technically only one day, like one moment in time, really. But I like to think of the full moon energy as lasting a few days. So towards the end of the waxing moon and the full moon, you've got a period about four or five days where it's really great to maybe have some dates um, that you've been planting the seeds for all along during the waxing phase at the moon. And then, or, and then at the full moon, I would 
you know, with the dating, I'd be like, hey, what's what's going on? So this is going to depend what happens. If you met someone that you really liked, whether or not that person's going to be your soulmate or whatever, um, maybe you want to keep pursuing that one person, not that you're exclusive or official with that person already. But maybe for you, you just like to focus on one person at a time, because maybe that's all you just have the time or emotional bandwidth for. And so you might be letting go of maybe some of the other people that you've met that you didn't really care for, didn't have a spark or whatever it is. Or maybe you didn't really meet anyone that you liked, or maybe you didn't have any dates at all. And so then I would focus on what what prevented me from meeting someone? Did I hold back? Did I have a lot of fear? Was I playing out old childhood patterns? Did I have any limiting beliefs that were holding me back? Um, was I... Um, Was I waiting for someone to pick me? Was I attached to a perfect man list? Was an old ex getting in the way? So you would just look and see what physically or emotionally was getting in the way. And then I would clear that physical and emotional clutter as the moon wanes and be ready for a new intention or to reset with my intention with more clarity once the new moon came back around. So... That is what I would do if I was dating by the moon. You certainly don't have to date that, you know, be like that to a T. And I do actually just want to mention here, and I mentioned that I do run my business based on the moon. However, I think it's really, really important to not get too attached with doing this perfectly. So, and I'm just saying this because like attracts like. So I know there are many type A's, very goal oriented, want to get it right, want step by step plan type of women listening to this. Um, and if, if that's you, I know you might be chuckling because I might have just described you to a T because I just described myself to a T. And when I was first living this way, like I had to do it right. And oh my gosh, I couldn't do a webinar on the new moon because, oh my gosh, that would be more of a full moon activity or whatever it is. But you know what? Like at the end of the day, like I'm still running a business. I can't always do it perfectly because sometimes I might be on vacation or something else might be coming up during the full moon where I just have to run a webinar during the new moon or during the waning moon or whatever it is. So I don't let it become a crutch and where I in, in terms of where I have to be perfect at it, I just use it as a guideline and a reminder that the more I can in tune my not just my business, but really my life with the moon, then I'm just making it easier on myself because the energy is working with me rather than me trying to work against it. I will also say that the energy changes also depending on what season it is. So if it's spring, I'm way more likely to be a lot more ambitious with what I'm doing. And it might be more likely to be doing more yang activities, even during the waning moon in the spring, just because the energy is there. Or if it's summertime, but if it's fall, there's a good chance I might be taking an entire moon cycle just to be super, super chill, because it's fall. And I kind of don't always feel like doing anything in the fall. And so even if the moon is, is, is waxing, and it's like the quote unquote, perfect time to be launching something or doing a webinar or whatever, if it's November, I might not be doing that because it's also November and everything is shedding and going back into that winter phase. So it yes, it operates on a 28 day cycle. But you also have to keep in mind where you are in 
the season of the year. And I forgot I haven't mentioned yet, if you don't live in a four season area, you can still totally use the seasons because there's still going to be cycles. And I was actually talking to one of my friends who lives in Southern California who lives very, very in tune with the seasons. And I'm like, well, how do you do that when it's basically all between 50 and 70 degrees year round? And she says, you know, obviously it does get a little bit cooler in the winter time, And, and no matter where you are, the daylight is going to be getting longer or shorter and it's going to be relative to where you are. So you're still going to be getting shorter daylight hours in the winter, longer daylight hours in the summer. Um, but also you can see some other more subtle shifts. So for her, for my friend, she often would watch when the fog, and I'm not going to get this right because I've never really lived in California, but she would watch the fog in, on the ocean and when it would lift and how much fog there would be, that would go through a cycle throughout the year. And so that kind of helped her know where she was energetically and where the seasons were energetically, which helped her then to inform her activities during that time of the, um, of the year. So I hope this is interesting and I can't wait to hear your feedback if you're interested more in this stuff and living with the seasons and the cycle of the moon. I think it's fascinating and it's crazy, crazy how aligned this really does make you feel once you start living by it. You know, living with the moon, especially as females, is nothing new. Obviously nothing I made up, but nothing even that the new age movement has made up either. I come from the Jewish lineage and I can say that working with the moon is actually quite old. I can't speak for other religions, but I do know for Judaism, I mean, all of the Jewish holidays are based on the moon and um, Rosh Chodesh, which is the beginning of Jewish months, is based on when the new moon is. So this is something that comes from, um, quote unquote, mainstream sources as, as well. And I think that as Life has just changed so quickly, especially with technology. I think that's why we're seeing this bigger and bigger desire and pull back to earth-based, earth-based practices and living with nature because I think we are looking for that stability and it's just not healthy to look for that stability in anyone else other than, than yourself. And I think nature can help you to do that. So one of the things that I love to do, and so I know this can be a lot. So one thing that you can do is just look on your calendar and see when the next new moons and full moons for the next few months are and mark it on your calendar and just um, set a time where you're going to set an intention and then set what you're going to release or let go or celebrate during the full moons. And, you know, again, like I wasn't sure how women would respond to this. And last month, I quietly opened up a brand new membership community called the Love Action Tribe. So if you are in the Date Yourself Challenge in February, you may either be in it, or you might have heard me talking about it. If you were not in the Date Yourself Challenge, you did not hear me talk about the Love Action Tribe, because it was just a very soft opening just to test some things out. Um, But one of the things that we do and which everyone in the Love Action Tribe is loving, is once a month, we either do a full moon circle or a new moon circle. So you can kind of learn and see what the rituals are and what you can do and what you can make of it. And then, you know, we'll only do one new or full moon circle a month. And then the other one, you know, over time, you'll learn how to do it on your own. And it's been one of the most 
I think maybe I'm wrong, but if you're in the tribe, you can tell me. Um, it's it's one of the things that's gotten some of the best feedback, and I'm just so excited that you all love it. I feel like I'm coming out of the closet a little bit as like a weirdo or whatever, but everyone really loves it, and I think that there's you know for all the reasons that I've been mentioning in this episode. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about the Love Action Tribe, enrollment only opens um, a few times a year, just for a few days, and then we close, and then we go into our membership cycle and the new moon, the full moon, all that kind of fun stuff, um, all having to do with dating and finding love. And you'll hear more about it. I'm not going to go more into the Love Action Try right now. But if you do want to learn a little bit more about it and get on the wait list for when I do open up the tribe again in May, then all you have to do is head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe and you can see what kind of fun stuff we are up to. And then in May, you'll be able to join us if it speaks to you. All right, my dear, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I actually really enjoyed creating it. This is super fun for me to finally talk about um, on a more in a more public way other than just with my clients or inside the Love Action Tribe. And it really, really has changed my life. So if you have specific questions or want me to do another episode, maybe answering some of those questions or from a specific angle or troubleshooting or whatever, um, please let me know in the comments and the show notes over at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 114 or send me a direct message um, on Instagram. I'm at Veronica E. Grant. And again, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe to learn more about the Love Action Tribe. You can read more about the other things that we do besides the new or full moon circles and then sign up for the wait list so you'll be the first to know when enrollment opens again in May. All right, my dear, until next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.